Get ready to move from ordinary to extraordinary, natural to supernatural, with Radical Change Ministries. I, you know, I always teach you something that I've been struggling with or had issues with. You also know I don't speak alone, so is the mics ready? Are you ready? <laughs> um, so I was thinking a lot about it lately. A lot of people say to me, um, you're anointed to do this or you're anointed to do that. And then you say, okay, wow, and so, but what then? What does it actually mean? So I want to ask you this morning, um, I want to share a few things with you, and then I want to ask you something. Um, did you ever hear this, somebody say, you're anointed, or about anointing, and what does it mean to you? Marco, will you start, please tell me what you think about it? <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Don't be shy, guys, please. Sit on. Okay, it's on. Okay. Well, I think the anointing is just like God's special favor and blessing upon you to enable you to do what He's called you to do. So He anoints you for a certain task. Okay. So it's sort of the anointing is also like His protection over you and, yeah. Okay, very good. You want to say? Lorraine, anybody this side? What do you think what's the anointing? Um, Pastor Renate and, and uh, a few pastors have said to me that um, I have an anointing to listen and to, um, yes, just to listen to people and be caring and um, try and get people to, to sit at the feet of Jesus and just try and heal their spirit and I've noticed I have the accommodation at my place and I've noticed that very many people have crossed my 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 path and um, it's often happened that very very broken people have come my way okay. and um, for a very short while and then they leave, and a lot of them have said that they're so grateful that they've passed, they they've passed okay. my path. Yes. Awesome. Very yes. good. But nobody's ever said, I'm really anointed specifically for okay. anything. Okay. Thank you. That's fine. We'll just stick with the two of you. So that's a very good. So Marco has given us an explanation a little bit. And Lorraine said, some people say to her, she have anointing to listen. So, anyone, did anybody else tell any of you, you have an anointing for something? Did they? Just, I'm not going to ask you to answer, you can just wave at me. <laughs> so, the first scripture I'm going to share with you is 2 Corinthians 1, verse 21, from the Amplified. Now, it is God who establishes and confirms us in joint fellowship with you in Christ, and who has anointed us, empowering us with the gifts of the Spirit. So, I want you to think about something so long. Do you think you are anointed, and what are you anointed for? Do you know what you're anointing in life? So let's first, I want to first share with you, Marco has explained a little bit, but what is the meaning of the word? So in the Strong's Concordance, it says the anointing is a consecratory gift. 
If you are anointed, you are a consecrated person. So other words for it is to be blessed, to be devoted or set apart. So as I said, it's a blessing, it's a gift that we receive. So that's what I was wondering. So a lot of people have told me, oh, you have the anointing or the gift of healing. So it's fine. But then my answer was, so what next? What do we do now? So it's fine. I can tell you, oh, Marco, you're anointed to work with children. And Lorraine, you're anointed to listen to people. Okay? So what now? Do I just sit and what's going to happen now? Is there any part that I have to play in this whole thing? And what do I need to do? So I was like really wondering about it because, um, yo, <laughs> it's so easy to say that. And then when we go out of here, we already forget about it again. So um, especially you can say to a person, oh, you're such an intercessor, you're a prayer warrior, and that's it. So um, your anointing is how blessed you are or how empowered you are. So that is, remember, we all are blessed and empowered. It's a special gift God gave you to be a blessing in his kingdom. So we must always remember that. Is it for our own edification, for our own use? Never. God blessed us to be a blessing to others. So listen what the Bible says in 1 John 2 verse 20. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. You have been set apart, specially gifted, and prepared by the Holy Spirit. And all of you know the truth because it teaches us, eliminates our minds, and guards us from error. And in Luke 4, verse 18, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, the Messiah, because He is the Anointed One. Because He has anointed me to do what? To preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to announce, release, pardon, forgiveness to the captives, and recovery of the sight of the blind, to say that free those who are oppressed, downtrodden, bruised, and crushed by tragedy. And that's so powerful. It's the same as um, I always tell Pastor Renato, you know, I love evangelism. It's fine. We can do it, and that's part of the commission. We must go out. But what afterwards? So we go out and we evangelize people and we tell them about Jesus, but what do we do afterwards? And that's how most of our conceptions are about what's the kingdom of God. You must win souls for God. And it's true, we must win, but what does a soul entail everything? Is a soul just going out there? No, there's so many things. And I just realized yesterday again, um, it's so important for us to reach out to people. Sometimes people have this perception about you and how you operate, and when you actually sit down with a person, you start to engage. It's totally opposite. Um, I, I spoke to a lady yesterday, and we, I had to do some things for her, and so we were talking about the strengths and the weaknesses, and they just emailed the form, and I said, no, come see me. I can't just do this thing on an email or over the phone. I want to speak to you. And we sat and we chatted, and she said to me, oh, she didn't even realize she had any strengths. And it was, oh, my word. And it's so true, you know. We, we judge ourselves so harshly, and we do not realize what gifts we have. And we think, oh, but I'm not a preacher. I cannot go and stand on the stage. Because now we need to work on our confidence to speak in front of people. And I told her, and I told you the story as well, I could never speak in front of people. Oh. I would froze totally. And it's still not easy. When I was here, I was thinking, oh, 
And I heard a good sermon last night that says the Holy Spirit always fights with the flesh. <laughs> and it's that same thing. You always get that thing, okay, uh, I'm not good enough, I can't go up there, I'm just going to talk nonsense. <laughs> but it's the Holy Spirit is the one in us that do it. And that's the thing about the confidence. It doesn't mean we all have to go out and stand on the stage of 2,000 people and evangelize people. Because what is God's kingdom about? Who can tell me? What's the kingdom about? It is to serve people and to go out and and, uh, win souls for him. Yeah, souls. God's kingdom is about souls because it's about people. So when you look at the soul, what do you see? We need to feed them. They need to go to school. They must drive cars. So many times we think, I have no effect on people. And I was at this amazing conference on Saturday for business people, and this guy that was preaching there just opened this up for me because I also never looked at it like that. Because he was going down the row and asked every person what business you are in. And my friend is doing um, pets transport. Then you would think, oh, what, what do I do in the kingdom? But what do, do pets do for many people? They're their comforters, they're their friends. They love them, they can't go without. So whatever she does to bring that pet to that friend, to the soul, is uplifting them. So is she doing her part for the kingdom? She is, yeah. And then we, me and my husband had a discussion, okay, we do engineering, so what do we actually do for the kingdom? <laughs> but then you go and sit down, you realize, okay, I might help somebody on the mind to make his work lighter, to, make, to resolve a problem for him. God has placed that in us, to resolve problems for other people. And that's how we touch it. And so Lorraine might think, oh, I'm just sitting here on my plot, but what do I do in the kingdom? But just listen, you're looking after the people, you encourage them, you speak into their lives. So many times we think I have to go out. And what was amazing what he told me is, um, now I'm going totally off my point. <laughs> he says, sometimes you feel you're called to feed a nation. I must feed 10,000 people. But then you think, oh my word, it's too much. I can't do it. But why don't you just start with one? It's so easy. Oh, I'm so overwhelmed. I can't do it. I have this huge calling on my life. But if you're not going to step in it and start, you're not going to start at 10,000 people. It's impossible. Oh, maybe it's possible. I'm sorry. (laughs) But, you know, if if it feels for you, it's impossible. Start with something small and then it will grow. Okay. So... Now I'm going to ask you the question, and now everybody has to have to take the mic. I'm sorry. You just have to say one word. <laughs> don't freeze, freeze or freak out. It's really not. Don't worry. I want to know, what are you anointed for? What do you think is the special gift in your life? You can give me a whole sentence, or if you don't know yet, just tell me you don't know yet. It's fine. Okay, can we start with you, Alfred? Lorraine, just... Pass the mic to Alfred, please. Thank you. Uh, To serve. To serve? Yes. Awesome. Paulina? You don't know? Okay. No, to serve and to be there for people that need me. Awesome. 
It's good to be in the presence of the Lord with I other people. Okay, so you want fellowship, I mean. Yes, I, I once again just want to be available for God to send me. Um, I feel so privileged to, to be um, there when he needs me and he tells me, to, tells me I'm, I'm waiting for him to tell me what to do for him. Just to be thankful, to show my gratefulness for okay. all his, what he's done for me. I mean, okay, thank you. That's all. Jared, let's start at you. <laughs> what are you anointed for? What do you think your special gift is? I do not know. You don't know? Okay. <laughs> Well, I think if we think about it, like, we are all full of the Holy Spirit, so um, we have a lot of gifts, so we are actually, we are anointed, like, to heal the sick, like that scripture that says, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, so, yeah, we are anointed, we... Exactly, yeah. we get, when we are full of the Holy Spirit, we get all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Um, it was prophesied over me many times that I have the um, gift Sorry. of... Say again, so I can't use a nice talent, something is... It was prophesied over me many times that I have the gift of healing and miracles. Okay, healing and miracles. And prophecy. Okay, awesome. The girls stay in the back. Come, don't be shy. <laughs> what gift do you have? Can you sing beautiful? No? Okay. <laughs> You're here to find out what gift you have and anointing also. Okay, keep passing the mic. I think I'm anointed for praying for myself and other people. Praying. Well yes. Awesome. Very well. Okay, thank you. So you see, we all have something in us. Sometimes we think, oh, I don't have something. But think what's your passion then? What do you like to do? What do you like to share? If I put you on here, what would you share with people right now? What is your passion? What do you really, really like? Okay, so, and then the most important person we all know, Jesus, himself was anointed with the Holy Spirit. In Acts 10, verse 38, Now God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with great power. And he went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, because God was with him. Okay, so let's look at... Just a few steps. I'm just touching on this topic this morning. It goes so deep. Um, I read a few books in this last few weeks because it's so really interesting for me. I really want to know how do you step into that anointing. And, um, so I'm, and then I realized, oh my word, there's no way I can share this all in 30 or 40 minutes. There is like the special anointing on all the different offices you get. You know, the prophet, the pastor, the teacher. So, uh, but I just want to talk a little bit about our personal thing, not really about all the offices and anything. So I just want to tell you something. Be careful not to try to copy somebody else. I know it's so easy or think you must be like somebody else. God created us each differently. In the beginning, I was always like that. You have a perception when you get on the stage how you must act. I must do this and I must do this. I must walk up and down. And I was always like, oh, there's no way. 
it's just for me to step on the stage is already a big achievement. So running up and down is not going to work for me. And then um, I joined this marketing, or what did I call it, network marketing group to sell products. I haven't sold one product. <laughs> but the lady who's the founder of this, she's so very calm and she speaks soft and slow. And I was like, and she has this huge network. She works with, I think, billions of rents in a year, so big as a network. And then I realized, we are all different. She has just a big impact on people in her way than another person that might scream at you or throw you over in your chair or whatever. I'm not saying that's wrong. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying you don't try to copy somebody else. Be yourself. And another thing, a little note you must be careful of, um, because sometimes some of you are called to be standing in the office, like if you have the prophetic gift, you know we can all prophesy, but some is called to stand in the office, like Pastor Renato, she's in the office. It's just natural. It's where a way of breathing is to prophesy. Some of us, it's not that way. I mean, I'm not in the office of a prophet. But if I try to go into that office, I'm going to get it and you're going to get it. So be very careful of that. Make sure we do not try to be somebody you're not. And as she always says, what's the fruit of the person? And that's what I said to the person I saw yesterday. Because she goes to this person for this and that. And then I think... Why are you going to a certain person for mentoring? Or sit under the teaching? What do you want to learn? What is the fruit of that person? So if I say I have a financial blessing on my life and I've called, so am I willing to show you my bank balance? So what's my fruit? I just feel you need to show me what you have achieved or what not. So be careful who you look to as a mentor, okay? So let's start with a few points that I feel you need to do. Um, do any one of you have an opinion what you must do to step into your anointing? Kind of right? <laughs> well, I, I never knew what to do, and I still don't. I don't know, really. I can't say. Um, all I know, because um, I'm not a person with a great, um, spontaneous uh, um, character who's got a lot of self-confidence. But I do, as with age, I think it has, it, it has come slowly, you know, it has become better. But um, I just wait on God. I, I really and truly just trust God for and the Holy Spirit to, to touch me or to show me or that's it. I, I, don't, I don't read books as okay. to how to do it. I don't ask people how to do it. I do have mentors who I looked up to. Um, but I just, as you say, try to be myself and wait until the answer comes from God. Okay, thank Spirit. you. Okay, that's good. So um, she said she... So that what you said first was not right, that you do not. You're not allowed to say that here, you remember. You have good, spontaneous qualities, <laughs> and it's good. We must wait on God. So let's look at a few things. So the first thing for me is, um, how would you learn something from me? Say, for example, if I say, I have uh, Marco, I'm picking on you today. 
say, I have a big anointing on my life to be a children's church pastor, and I know everything. Say, so how would you learn from me? Would you learn from me when I'm sitting here about it? How would you learn anything from me about children's church? Well, the only way that you learn is when you're being taught by somebody. So, yeah, I must... I just spoke to Cornet quickly to say that um, for the anointing, I think we need to, like, step into it. We need to allow... Like, if you call as a prophet, but you never prophesy to somebody, then how can God use you? Yeah, so I think true. with obedience, if you're obedient, um, God will, like... Um, that scripture that says, um, if you're obedient in the little, yeah. God will give you more. So um, I think that's the thing. You are stealing now my sermon, sir. Okay. <laughs> I'm still getting there. <laughs> but it's true. Sorry. So the first thing for me is relationship. So if I don't have a personal relationship with God and His attributes and what He's doing, how would I be able to minister to you if I can't hear His voice? So that's the same. If I want to learn how to prophesy, and I don't come here and we prophesy to each other and minister to each other, and you get the opportunity. How would you grow in it? I was thinking about this thing. It's like going to gym. I mean, if I go once a week or once a month, to, comparing to a person that goes every day, there would be a huge difference in how fit I am or what I can do, or one of my bucket list items is still to play the drums, but I've never touched the drum sheet, so I'm never going to achieve it. So... Um, it's about relationship with him. How do I hear his voice? Because um, just remember, you, you cannot know the power of God's anointing until you experience the presence of God. And his presence is the power. And so sometimes you think, oh, I'm, I'm, I need to, I have to have this goosebumps feeling all the time. It's not about that. It is sometimes do happen. You feel like, like this morning when we were singing, um, it was so powerful, that one song with the hallelujah, when the guys just sang with their voices, no instruments. My ear was like standing up. It was so powerful. So we do get these moments when the Holy Spirit is so clear, but we need to be at peace in His presence. You know, it's, our whole life will be transformed. We don't want to do the things we did before anymore. And you will see it like when, say, for example, you went out every Saturday to party and to drink but the more you spend time with him in his presence, you don't want to do that anymore because the conversations people have at the party won't interest you anymore. So that's how your whole life is transformed. So um, James 4 verse 8 from the New King James says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Uh, so if you don't reach out to people and to him, how are you going to step into your ministry or draw near to him? Because God's kingdom is about souls no matter what. Um, on Saturday, we also said, my husband said, oh, if we only can have a business where we don't have to work with people. And the first words the prophet said to us is, you're called for people. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry, that's not going to work. <laughs> so when the Holy Spirit is in your life, he provides an avenue through which the anointing, his power can flow. And it's also being part of him growing near to him. So for me, this verse was so beautiful. Um, Psalm 42, verse 1 to 2. I know there's an African song about this. It's so beautiful, but I want to share to you this. As the deer pants longingly for water brooks, so my soul pants longingly for you, O God. My soul, my life, my inner self, first for God, for the living God. When will I come and see the face of God? 
So you need to see him be like that, that you can't live like, you can't live without water, you can't live out without his presence. And 1 John 2 verse 27 says, As for you, the anointing, the special gift, the preparation which you received from him remains permanently in you, and you have no need for anyone to teach you. But just as his anointing teaches you, giving you insight through the presence of the Holy Spirit about all things, and is true and is not a lie, and just as his anointing has taught you, just remain in him, being rooted in him, not to him. So, you know, you, you learn from people, that's so true, but Lorraine says she doesn't read any books. She doesn't read from everybody. So remember, that's what my one friend always after saying, he says, eat the fish but spit out the bones. So it's so true. You can learn from everybody, but make sure you, you know it's true and the Holy Spirit will show you it's true. And let him lead you. Don't just believe everything that you hear from anybody. So for me, that is the first point. Um, staying in, building a relationship with him. Because without a relationship, it's nothing. So what's part of the relationship? It's prayer time. So how do you spend time with God? One of it is prayer time. Spend time with him and be intimate with him. Because prayer is so important. That is where we grow close to him and speak to him. Isaiah 10 verse 27 says, And it shall come to pass in that day, that his burden shall be taken away from all thy shoulder, and his yoke from off thy neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. So you grow near to him, and his anointing will destroy the yoke. Because, and we draw, draw nearer to him through his word, through prayer time, seek him every day in everything, surrendering everything to him, and <laughs> speak to him all the time. Not just when you think, oh, I have a need now, oh, I have a trouble, or if you've, so you ran over the speed limit and somebody jumps out at you, and you just pray, oh, please, Lord, help me, let this guy disappear, oh, my God, disappear. We don't, just don't find, look for him in times of trouble. Speak to him all the times. And he will guide you and he will be with you. It's in First Thessalonians 5, verse 17 says, Be unceasing and persistent in prayer. So it means pray without ceasing all the time. And then another thing is obedience for me. Are we obedient when God speaks to us? When you're in checkers or wherever, buying your groceries and he says to you pray to this person or you walk past a person and he shows you and you say no not today because that's what happened to me on Monday <laughs> obedience is so important guys um, I was at one of my favorite bookstores the people know me very well there <laughs> when I get there they bring me baskets and I help <laughs> because I love to shop there and one of the ladies working there um I just did something in a conversation. She was speaking with somebody on the phone, and I was just sure. And when I was shopping, and the Holy Spirit all the time tells me, pray for her. Pray for her. I said, no, no, it's not going to work. It's social distancing. We're not allowed to go near people. I'm not going to pray for her. And I walk, and I stand at the till, and I pray, and she comes, and he says to me, pray for her. I'm not. He says, you pray for her. And I said, okay. <laughs> and I prayed for her, and I took her to the back, and she sat in the chair. And, oh, my word, she needed it so much. Her heart was broken. She was crying. And, I mean, this is powerful. And she said, she just came to the Lord and said to him, I'm so worthless. I mean nothing to nobody. 
And, you know, it's, and that's how many people feel. I mean nothing I'm to nobody. What, what role do I play in life? Um, if I go today, it's fine. I can die. My children is big. But it's not the truth. If you just change one person's life, help them, touch them, be open, be obedient when he sees it. Even if you just say to somebody, oh, your hair looks so nice today. That person might have stand up that morning and think, oh, I'm going to shave my whole head off today or something. <laughs> you know, Sometimes it feels insignificant to us. And then they, oh, people just say, you don't know what it meant. And oh, it's amazing what obedience do. And then a thing that's very important for me, there's a price to pay. I've read in this one book uh, what Catherine Kuhlman said. What are you willing to give up? Because there is a price to pay if you want to live that holy life and let the Spirit work in you. As I said to you just now, um, you think, oh, I've changed, I have God in my life now, but I can repent tomorrow and everything will be okay. It will only be okay for a month for you, then you will know. Mm -mm. So you might lose friends, you might lose family time. And so, however, there is a price to pay for the power of God to flow out of our lives. Whatever price you pay will determine what will come into your life. The price determines the price. So what will you receive? There is no cheap access to the power of God. It's available to you, however, but it will cost you something. So yeah, if you have it, but what effect will you have? What influence will you have? What is the effect? How will you touch people's lives? How will you grow as a person? I mean, sometimes you might come here and think, oh, is, we know the scripture, and that, that's what I told you many times. Pastor Nata has taught me a love for the word because she knows the scripture, and she can tell you the scripture, and I just always think, I want to do that. And she always tells us, just learn one scripture a week. Says, yes, I'm going to do it today. Next week I come here, and I still haven't done it. So, you know, that's part of the price you have to pay. She had to pay the, pay the price to be there and get that. So, yeah, it's so important for us, um, yeah, because that's what I want to say. So when you go and minister to somebody, you, you see them and you don't have your Bible with them, you can still minister to them and tell them that this is what the Word says. Um, you are wonderfully and fearfully made. But if you don't spend time in the Word and know these things, as I say, it's fine, you can have mentors. It's good because... I see Pastor Renata as my mentor. So what she teach me, I learn, I take from her. And, but there's other things, maybe you need somebody, she's very strong in the prophetic, say I want to know something about another field that she's not, maybe her strongest point. Then you can learn, but remember, the Holy Spirit must always lead you. If you know for a fact this guy or this lady is now just talking nonsense, chuck it out. <laughs> Okay, so the anointing is the power of God. The anointing is what we have to be used by God. I could not always understand that. Sometimes we also get like the corporate anointing, you know. Um, for example, if you go out here, I won't be able to prophesy. So. But when we're all here together and pro prophesying, it comes easy. Especially if Pastor Renata's here and she tells you and guides you and you see something, it's much easier. So that's more a corporate anointing. Because I once had a, a sore foot, I couldn't walk. And so the pastor was from out of town and he was visiting by us this day. He was preaching at the church, so I looked after them. And I said to him, pray for me, my foot is sore. He said, no, come to church, I will pray for you tonight. I thought, oh my word, what's wrong with you? 
<laughs> but that's it. It's a corporate anointing. Sometimes when you're in that place, it just flows so much stronger, and other people pray with you and believe with you. I don't mean it can't happen if you're just alone. It does happen. You go, I mean, when I prayed for the lady on Monday, um, it was just me there with her. So, you know, God shows up everywhere. He's everywhere. I mean, he's in you, so he's everywhere where you go. But, yeah, so the anointing is the power, and as I say, sometimes the power is much more powerful and then what they say just now, as you grow in the anointing, God will trust you with more. And that's Luke 16, verse 10. You who is faithful in a very little thing is also faithful in much. Because God needs to trust you. You want to go out and feed 10,000 people. But if God tells you, go and take Lorraine and take her to the restaurant and feed her today, and you say, no, I don't have money, I'm not going to do it. Were you then faithful in little or God may give you, give you 10 rand and you say, oh, but what can I do with 10 rand? Maybe there is something you can do with 10 rand and prepare a meal for somebody. And then God, you showed you're faithful with little. And then sometimes people think, oh, but you're, you're allowed to speak on the stage. I want to be on the stage. But you're, you don't know what's the price I've paid to be here. Not unless I want to be on the stage. You see, but it was a journey. It was, I was there and I was there. I was built up and broken down, built up and broken down. So it's, it's not the easy road. But if you want to work and be in the power of God and that anointing, remember it, it's a journey. And then um, you cannot earn God's anointing. So no matter what you think you can do, I'm a good person, I need it, I need to go to heaven. Um, he has to give it to me. He's already given it to you. It's free to all of us. But we need to develop it and grow in it. So the same as, it, um, as I was saying to you, so, so people say, you also said, they said you have anointing of healing on your life. So what do you do? How do you grow your healing? How do you grow your anointing? Uh, so that's what I'm asking you. So, and that's what I'm also battling with that. I'm not saying, well, that's why I'm speaking about this, because I also want to know what's the answer. How do I step into my anointing and grow it? So, so I said to you, we need to be, have that relationship with him. Study his words. First look at what did Jesus do when he healed people? Who did he heal everybody? First start there. Then we go into prayer about this. And then you go out, maybe... Go out in the streets. I'm not one of the persons to go out in the streets. But if you see somebody and they tell you, I have a pain here, then pray for the person. Even if it's your child or your mother or your father, whoever. And it's so wonderful how children perceive this. I just want to tell you this story quickly. I was just reminded of it now. Um, we were building a house and my daughter was having a birthday party, but we were still building the house and renovating. And so we rented this big trailer and all the rubbish was in the trailer. So my husband wanted to pull the trailer away and the trailer went up like that and he hurt his back and it was really sore, he fell down. And uh, So my child, my little son shouted to me, Mommy, Mommy, come and pray for you, come and pray for you. <laughs> so you know, they know there's power in the prayer. So we know there's power to pray and come and heal him. So what do we do? And then what I started now, um, look at the big, and I said, we look at the Holy Spirit, He will guide us, but it's also good to see what other people did. Like the big generals, how did they heal people? Um, what did they do? How did it manifest? 
But the main thing is, and, and I, I was reading the book of, um, I think, Benny Hinn last night about the anointing, and he said he, he had a crusade or something, and the Holy Spirit told him he had to go and pray. But he had a huge, the power flowed, the people fall down. He said he stood on the stage, they all just fall down. And then the, the next day, he had another meeting, but he was invited for lunch. And the Holy Spirit said, you must go to your room and pray, and he ignored it. And that night, the power didn't flow. So that's the most important thing, to spend time with him, pray, listen to him. I mean, many times people say, but I don't know how to hear his voice. But how did you hear his voice through the word, his word? You need to read his word. If you don't know the word, how is you going to know his voice? So this, then when we know all this thing, and I mean, we are the school of the supernatural, then it will become natural like breathing, wherever you go. When you walk into the hospital, when you walk past people, your shadow will heal them. I was telling this lady last night also, um, the first time I was asked, I, I've told you the story, to go and pray for a lady, she passed away, she didn't get healed, and I was up, I'm never going to pray for anybody again. So then, after that time, I had a long walk with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, it was five years, and the year before last year, we also, somebody asked me also to come to the hospital and pray for my friend. I said, no, I'm not praying for people. <laughs> no. She said, come. And we went to the hospital, and this lady was, I think, in ICU before COVID. <laughs> and um, we prayed for and the next moment. This lady just started to throw up, and all the flame just came out of her. It just comes out, and, and she was um, released the next day. It was so powerful, but you see, I think the first time, I don't know, maybe it was the latest time, I can't say, but I also know I was not actually ready to do that. If I look at my heart, I don't say, I was just not ready, let's not go into death, but we need to, but that's the thing. You need to exercise that gift, you need to do things, otherwise you're never going to develop. It's like I told you, if you go to gym, if I only go once a month, once a year, I have a membership that expired in three years and never went to the gym once, not even to get your tag. You know, what is it going to help you? It's the same with this. We need to practice. We need to go out, do things. Um, you know, if you say, I'm called to preach, so what are you going to do? Do you have 10 sermons ready? So if I tell you now, tomorrow, this night, tonight, you pray, you are up, you're going to preach. Are you ready? So no, 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 I'm not ready yet. So what is it? I always say, must be ready in season and out of season. So we need to start growing that relationship, do that things. And then the powerful thing I heard last night was um, the anointing on you will attract certain people and it will repel certain people. And it's so true. Have you ever experienced it? Some people is just drawn to you. They come to you and you can speak to them and other people... You walk that side of the road and I walk this side of the road. Because you have anointing on your life and sometimes the devil doesn't like it, the people doesn't like it. Um, but we need to grow and we need to stay humble because what is the fruit of the Spirit? And so what I want to say today to you is um, do not be afraid to stand out. Sometimes you think, oh, but I'm so weird and I can't do this and people are going to think I'm weird. But that's how God created us to be a little bit weird and to stand out. Do not blend in. Um, 
because are you going to make a difference when you blend in? And just so, I just want to go back again to say, remember, the kingdom is about souls. So you have a part, whatever you do. Um, and I, I, when I got here, I just want to, I have a special word for somebody, but it's not here. It's actually for Candice. It's Pastor Renato's daughter-in-law. And she's, I don't know if she's going to watch it later, but I just want to say to her, um, God just showed me, um, sometimes we think, oh, we make a difference just by preaching and She's just maybe posting the things for us, but what Candace does is so important because she's spreading the word out there. I always tell her, you know, we can preach what we want, but if it's not somebody taking it out there, doing the marketing, pushing it, so that's just part of it. You're part of the kingdom, no matter how little. So Candace, thank you for what you do for us. We appreciate it, and you do play a huge role in the kingdom. Thank you for that. And so I just want to say thank you to everyone, and just remember... If sometimes people, like when we were there, I say, oh, I'm a mom, the one lady. And I thought, oh, that's one of the most important roles in the kingdom. Because you train up the children, you look after them, you nurture them. And they say, who knows who, what future that child has. But we all have a huge difference that we play. And so, yeah, I hope you guys learned something. <laughs> and um, we're going to pray for some people now when we go offline. And he has a few prayer requests. So... Um, I would like you all to stay and pray for people. I know there's some people that need healing, so you can um, put your gifts into place today. I would like to, us to do that. So thank you to everyone that listened, and um, be faithful and grow in your anointing. Step into what God wants us to do. Thank you. Enjoy your day. Thanks. Thanks for tuning into Radical Change Ministries. Subscribe for more. 